0: It's almost time for America's Wealth Management Show, your source for growing and managing your retirement nest egg. Tune in right here every Monday and Thursday for the latest insights, strategies, and tips. So subscribe and click the bell icon so you never miss an episode. Do people really want to work till our 67? Some people do. Some may. Yeah, some work past just because,
1: again, it, maybe your dad, they, they don't but, need the income. Right? Yeah, talk about dad. <laughs> he, he loves what he does uh, and, and he wouldn't have it any other way.
0: In the studio today, I'm Logan DeGrave, along with Matt Castor filling in for Dean and Bud. Matt, how are you? I'm doing just fine. Excited to be here, Logan. Well, Matt, I think what we're going to talk about today is unique, and it's something that you've probably been asked a ton of times at a barbecue or a gathering or whatever it may be, is how much money do I need to retire? How much do I need to save to retire at 55, 60, 65, 70? And my answer to that question is, I don't know. What do you want to do in retirement? How much do you want to spend? Do you want to leave money behind? So, it's not quite as easy as using a retirement calculator, which we'll talk about, or just you know one size fits all financial plan here. Matt, what, what's your thoughts on that question, and how do you approach that from a, you know a planning lens? Yeah, no, it's
1: it's it's a very difficult question, and that's where you you, you can be misguided by a lot of the retirement calculators out there. And I, just to kind of give you an example, you know, when I'm uh, in my hometown and I still am trying to locate a specific, you know, shop or, or business or something that maybe I don't have familiarity with, I, I'm going to plug that into my GPS, right? Oh, yeah. That's what we do. So I plug this into my GPS and because it's my hometown, I have a lot of familiarity with the streets. So I'm zipping around, I'm listening to the GPS and I'm I'm going to get from A to B. That's not going to be an issue. What I find with financial planning that's more complicated than just getting from A to B is when you're in an unknown territory. So you're going to a different city and you're trying to do the exact same thing. You're putting in the GPS. And guess what? That GPS is right. But all of a sudden, a turn comes up on you too quick and, and you miss it because you don't have familiarity with what's going on. And ultimately, you have to now circle back and figure out
0: where you're going to go from there. So let, let's, let's relate that to financial planning because I think that's a great point. So what, what are those things that are missing a turn? Well, in my idea, it would be things like not planning for inflation properly. Going to have the basket of goods at the grocery store inflate the same as healthcare or maybe even college expenses. That's not going to work. Assuming too much of a rate of return, assuming a flat rate of return year after year in an Excel spreadsheet is going to be a problem. Why? Financial planning, to your point, and with a point you're making, needs to be dynamic. It needs to be fluid because you're going to be going to, driving to St. Louis one time, there's going to be an accident on I-70. You're going to have to figure out how to get off on side streets and get there. right. But there's no familiarity. It's the same thing It's what we do as serving as that GPS. But really, it's not what we do. It's what the financial plan does to serve as your GPS to make sure that at the end of the day, you can accomplish what you want to do. Yeah,
1: it's all about navigating and, and keeping up to speed and working with a professional to be able to you know, help answer some of these difficult questions that we're going to have at all these different stages of our life because there's only so much, as we all know, we get to control. And, and how do we pivot? How do we make adjustments, prudent changes, when we come up against some of these challenges that we're going to have? So, so,
0: so I think the, the biggest thing is you need to ask yourself, a series of questions here. And it's, when will you retire? Okay, that one's pretty straightforward. It's, when do you want to retire? When I say, it's, when do you want to retire? It's not because Social Security says you need to work till 67 or because uh, you can't get on Medicare until 65 or whatever, you know, preconception that you have. It's, when would you like to retire? Most people's answer is going to be yesterday, right? <laughs> That's just probably not going to be a matter of fact. But the reality is defining when you want to retire. The second thing is going to be how much will you spend for retirement and for how long? So w- w- what do we mean by that? It's one, we don't know how long we're going to live. You obviously want to plan for longevity. People are living longer. But it's are you going to front load retirement, right? Right. Are you going to say, hey, you know, the first five, seven years, 10 years, we're going to travel like crazy, right? We're going to spend another $20,000, $30,000 more than we plan to for the rest of our lives. So um, what will your savings cover in your retirement? What what are your savings going to cover? But what are those fixed income sources like Social Security, pensions, right? I always say that it's our job to figure out what your stuff, what your 401k, pension, social security is supposed to do for you in order to, you know, have a tax efficient retirement. How how can you make your retirement savings last? I want you to talk about this one because this one I think is critical, especially when you get into years like 2022 and the bond market's down 13% and the the stock market's down 20%. So, how do you make your retirement savings last, Matt? Yeah, talk about,
1: you know, a challenging year like 2022 and 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 when you think about, you know, trying to work towards your retirement, most of us are saving within our employer plans, right? And what happens is if we're not watching or making adjustments or investments, most likely we're in what's called a target date fund. And when we're in that target date fund, just like what you were identifying, they have an automatic default that they are going to target retirement around 65. And when I say they, I mean the target date fund assumes you're going to retire around the age of 65. And that investment is well diversified between stocks and bonds, but it's going to be much riskier in your 30s and your 40s than it's going to be as you get closer to 50s and your 60s. So how are you protecting? Well, one, know exactly what kind of risk you have within your portfolio. And I'm, I only picked on a target date fund is how often are you actually paying attention to where you may have the dominance of your wealth and what you're working towards your retirement, and are you paying attention to what difficult markets say and do to those type of investments?
0: Yeah, and your point from the beginning is this needs to be fluid and dynamic. So what what does this mean? All right, you know, you start thinking about different buckets of money, short, mid, and long-term buckets of money when I say investment risk based off your goals. But your short-term bucket today, as we sit, you know, kind of almost fourth quarter of 2023, man... We go get 5% on liquid cash daily. Mm -hmm. That's great. You know, we haven't had that luxury for a long, long time. So to your point, it needs to be dynamic. It it can't be that all your money is invested the same way and you're going to take your 4% withdrawal rate rule, you know, all that, all that, because look, The reality is in January, you took way more than 4% than what you took in 2022 because your portfolio was probably down 13, 15, 16%. And I think the last two questions here go hand in hand. How much should you save each year for retirement? And how much do you need to save for retirement? And that's the the million dollar question, right? And at the end of the day, there's only so much you can control about retirement planning. And at the end of the day, it's a series of trade-offs. And what I mean by that is you can work longer, you can save more, you can spend more or less, you can retire sooner, you can take more or less risk in your investments. But it's really what you want to do. So Matt, do you have a, you know, maybe an example someone you've worked with in the last few weeks that you've had to talk about those trade-offs or, you know, even the last couple of months of in a real life example of what that looks like in financial planning? Yeah. So, you know, when you're trying to establish
1: you know what that lifestyle is going to look like inside of retirement you know that is all personal there's not a one size fits all so you have to dedicate the time and the effort and if you're married you need to be doing it with your spouse to really determine what those retirement spending priorities are going to look like because ultimately what we're trying to do is say how much time do we have up until that retirement stage that you just identified and you just built out those spending priorities towards and how much do we need to be saving to be able to get ourselves to that lifestyle that that we're really all working so darn hard to get to? And the hard balance, and you know this as well as I do, Logan, is you know the big trade offs of what do I give up now to be able to sustain something more meaningful in retirement? And, and I know Drew, uh, another CFP with Modern Wealth Management, did a great job talking about, uh, you know, having – I, I save too much to get to retirement. I'm overfunded and I'm in retirement. And, and that's the difficulty is you, you gave up too much of what you should be living in your lifestyle today potentially to try to protect a greater retirement, which sounds good. But there's trade offs all through
0: your life. Right, but that's a great point. What happens is people rob themselves of the most precious commodity we all have, which is time. So what I mean by that is the number of people I sit down with on a yearly basis that could have retired three years ago and they didn't know it is astonishing, right? And I tell them this and they say, are you seriously? Yes, you probably you know, could have retired three, five years ago why were you still working well because i thought i needed to save three million dollars i thought i needed to hit this target or i thought i needed to wait till 65 but the reality is that until you lay out a clearly defined financial plan that matters to you because matt you and i spend money on different things right, right. It, dean and bud spend money on different things right it's what do you want your financial plan to deliver for you so until you can clearly clearly define your goals It doesn't, you can't say how much you need to save. You're just, you're just, you know fishing in the dark kind of thing. You're not going to have much success there. We know you're curious and eager to learn. If you've got burning questions sparked by today's episode, we want to hear from you. Leave your questions in the comments section below and let's start a conversation. If you have something you'd like us to talk about, drop it in the comments and we'll do our best to discuss it on future episodes. Or if you're ready to dive deeper, check out the convenient links we've provided in the show notes to reach out to us directly. Fidelity put out a study in what they said is saving factors to help you on your journey to Retirement, and I think this is interesting. Um, And basically, what they've said is that your starting salary, which I think is kind of difficult because I don't know if anyone knows exactly what their starting salary is, um, should be a multiple of of different ages. So you know, at thirty, it's one times; at you know, thirty-five, two times; forty-three times; you know, forty-five, four times, and so forth. We get we get all the way up to you know, sixties, eight times, and you know, sixty-sevens, ten times. What do you think about this?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately what, you know, Fidelity was trying to depict with this article is to say that, you know, by the age of 30, I need to have in my savings one times my salary. And then when I get to my forties, I need to have minimally three times my salary. So what are we trying to say? Well, if my income's a hundred thousand dollars in my forties, I need to have minimally $300,000 to say that I'm on track to support my current lifestyle when I get to that retirement stage. And, and, and here, you know, just to kind of go through, what are we defining as re- our time horizon? And Well, Fidelity chose 67. Mm-hmm. They chose 67 as saying, that's when I'm going to be retired. And that's what these think, multipliers are working but towards. I, I
0: think, though, that where I struggle with these studies is, do people really want to work till they're 67? Some people do. Some may. Yeah,
1: some work past just because... Again, it, maybe dad, they, they don't but, need the income. Right? Yeah, talk about that. He, <laughs> he loves what he does, uh, and and he wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, you know, I frequently hear you know him being asked, you know, uh, don't you want to make more time for golf and some things like that? And and quite honestly, that's not where his passion is. It's passionism in what we do, and 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 that's what he loves is to be around our clients and and support you know what what their initiatives are. So so, but that's that's a great point. Everyone's going to have their own path for what is going to be important uh, for what they're trying to do with their retirement. And I
0: think though, here's here's the thing. At the end of the day, the most important thing is saving, right? That's what matters the most. So whether you're 20, 25, 30, 35, right? You're 20, 25, make sure you're at least saving to the match in the 401k. If you can, you know, make a Roth IRA contribution, great. But what you need to be cognizant of is when you're 50, 55, and 60, you should have a really good idea what that retirement's going to look like. And then you can begin backing into how much do I need to save? You know, what is the rule of thumb of how much you should save for retirement? You know, I think a good target is 10 to 15% of what your salary is with your employer match. That's a good, that's a good number to kind of get you where you want to be. Um, but generally speaking, you know, when you're 40, you don't really know what your retirement expenses are going to look like. Now, shame on you. You should, right? right? It's not hard to back off some expenses that won't be there. But until you know what the end goal is, it's hard to know what you should save. So, you know, from your end, what would you say is a good rule of thumb as you're saving and going through this journey? You know, when you're 25, it's, you know, what can you save type of thing? Um,
1: absolutely. What can you say? And we all know the miracle of compounding. I, I mean, that really is the early you get started. The, the better off you're going to be because you don't have to overwhelm yourself with savings in your 40s and your 50s because you started in your 20s and 30s. We we all understand that conceptually. Uh, you know, the the difficulty with all of this is you don't have a plan, you don't have any type of clarity if you're on track or not. So you have to lead with that plan and you have to track and monitor. And, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about on the GPS side. You know, again, if, if you... Turn on the wrong road. How do you get yourself back on the right path?
0: Well, well, how do you get on the right path to begin with? And and that leads me to, you know, I'm asking you all kinds of questions. If you're listening right now and it's one of those things that you say, I haven't thought about what these guys are talking about, download our retirement plan checklist. There's about 30 questions on there that have to do with financial planning, tax planning, all these different things that you should be able to answer as you're starting to think about this retirement plan. So what we're what we're getting at here is there's, it's, you're, there's no one financial plan that's the same, right? There's no, hey, if you save 10% of your salary for the rest of your life, you're gonna be able to have a successful retirement. There's, there's none of that. But what we're saying is that it's a heck of a lot easier to start saving when you're 20, 25, 30, 35 than it is when you get to 50. Because how many people, and I've, and I've sat down, I sat down with a gentleman about a month ago. He was 50 years old. And he goes, Logan, I never was serious about retirement planning. And I said, well, why weren't you? He goes, because I didn't ever know if I was going to live this long. And I didn't, I thought about it, and I said, you know, it is kind of one of those things when you're 20, 25, 30, right? It's I'm delaying all this gratification, right, yes. to save. Yes. And he goes, that's going to always be my biggest regret. And he goes, I know now I'm going to probably have to work till 65. Now, his luxury is he has a decent paying job, right? His lifestyle is not that costly, doesn't have a a ton, a ton of debt. So he can save at a high pace for the next 10, 15 years and be fine. But not everyone has that luxury, man.
1: No, and and again, that's where we really have to think about what we're trying to do. It, It is so personal, And ultimately, if you're trying to get to any type of early retirement stage, guess what? That planning needs to be happening as soon as possible because you have that as your motivation, but who the heck knows if you're on track, if you're not working with someone that's helping you build out what those expectations, what those challenges look like. Because, you know, you and I have had so many discussions with clients, there's only so much you get to control. You know, we don't know if the next 20, 25 years that you have a good sequence of return in the market.
0: And, and maybe maybe the markets don't deliver what they did over the last 20 years. Why? Because we actually have interest rates that are attractive enough. Yeah. Something to think about. It, absolutely. And,
1: you know, what can also be is, you know, what happens if something just, unfortunately, unexpected happens in our life, and all of a sudden we had to reach in, we had to tap into to assets that we were really hoping to have. So the, these are just things that can happen in our life. It's, and, and ultimately we have to be able to overcome these challenges and we have to just make sure that we are saving appropriately to consistently work towards, you know, what we don't get to control ultimately is, is when we get to that retirement without knowing that our money's going to last when we get to that stage. And you have to work with uh, a professional you have to have clarity of what you're trying to do to get that freedom
0: so let's break this down a little bit because i think that what we're talking about is overwhelming for most yeah it's a lot so where does it start okay it starts by making sure that you're saving at least your match in the 401k oh yeah what where do you say do you save to the f- traditional 401k or the roth 401k well that's gonna kind of depend where your income is. You mentioned kind of being in that 10, 12% bracket. Let's pay that tax now and save to the Roth. But even your twenty-two, twenty-four, you know, I I'm, um, I'm still saving to my Roth, right? Right. Uh,
1: just because, you know, you look at our current tax codes, you know, we're we're in historically a low tax code. So you have to imagine, well, one, where does your income place you and how much you're paying in taxes? If you don't know that. You guess what? That's something you need to have awareness of because that helps you determine what path
0: of savings you should really go down. So we got we got that. Okay. But then it's you need to develop that spending plan. What am what am I spending? Right. You shouldn't have an idea what you're spending. Too many far people too many people who don't have any idea. Cause they it'll make them sick. I, I've asked people all the time, what are you spending? Like, I don't want to know. Okay, well, we need to know, because here's another misconception that a lot of these retirement calculators, I've seen them make this assumption, and it's, in my opinion, ridiculous. It is, all right, what are you you making now? Say you're making $100,000 a year. All right, well, you need 60% of that to live in retirement. That's not true. I see very few people that actually spend a lot less in retirement than they do when they're working, especially early on. Now it's different expenses early on and late. Late, unfortunately, late in life, a lot of people spend the bulk of their money on healthcare and taxes. Right, taxes from those required minimum distributions because those accounts get large. Early in retirement, it's going to be things like hopefully travel. Maybe you have you know kids or grandkids that are you know finishing up or getting into those college years. Uh, so. Setting that spending budget is, is going to be that that next thing, you know. But the third thing, too, is when you start thinking about where did my investments sit? And I think that that's critical when you hit on these target date funds. But imagine this. You're 30, 35. You have this amazing plan to retire. You have enough money to retire at 50. But what have you done, Matt? You saved all your money to that 401k, traditional 401k, Okay. And you can't touch it penalty-free until you're 59 and a half. Now, there's a 55 exception rule, which we're not going to get into. But so you've robbed yourself. You've done a great job. you sacrificed, but you robbed yourself of that the precious commodity of time because you didn't think about what you were saving. Same thing goes to the person that saved a million dollars in their 401K. They don't have a million dollars. They have a silent partner. They they have probably closer to six hundred and fifty seven hundred right. thousand dollars $700,000. So- what you know? What what else are people not thinking about when they're just going out and using these retirement calculators? Is there anything we haven't hit on that you think is just absolutely critical? Well, you know, going back to the the taxes,
1: that's so critical. How do we accumulate our wealth in a tax diversified way? Because again, don't fall into the trap of of having all your assets end up in a tax deferred four hundred one k IRA because just like you just said, too much of that is going to the IRS. So make sure you're paying attention to when Roth is going to be a good fit. When's taxable account going to be a good fit? Or have a
0: plan, right? So let's think about this. Think about this is someone that was 50, done a great job of saving. They have money in 401ks. They have money in brokerage accounts. They can retire at 50, 52, 53. Live off those brokerage accounts. Do Roth conversions, right? When your income's artificially low, begin converting dollars at you know 50, 55 to, before we get to 75 for RMDs, but- you can't do that if you don't have various buckets. So, you know, what, Matt, what, what have we learned today from this conversation? You know, there's, we could sit and talk for another hour about this, but what are some of the key takeaways? Uh, the biggest takeaway is have a plan. You
1: know, that seems to be the, uh, what we keep coming back to is if you don't have a plan in place, you never know if you're moving in the right direction. So, so we always have to track and monitor that. You know, that plan is your validation as to whether or not you're doing what's right to support yourself, support your family, and get you to where you want to be.
0: I think my biggest takeaway from this is, and it's one of my biggest pet peeves in this industry, is don't use a retirement calculator. <laughs> don't work with someone that's not a CFP professional. And don't work with a CFP professional that don't doesn't have CPAs and estate planning attorneys mm-hmm. and insurance experts on on staff. This is too important for guesswork. And what I mean by that is, well, I'm gonna assume these assumptions, you know, I'm gonna assume I can get an eight percent rate of return. I'm gonna assume, you know what, the Fed says they want to get inflation at two and a half percent. So I'm gonna assume two and a half percent inflation for the rest of my retirement. And I'm saying this, you know, cheek and tongue here, but that's what these retirement calculators assume. And and let's not let's not be fooled. The retirement calculators are the same calculators that when you log on to your four oh one K and they ask you two questions, right? When do you want to retire and how much money do you want to spend? That are that are coming up with your asset allocation and also how much you need to save. It, it, it's just not good enough, right? I you know, I would encourage everyone to if you're 40, 50 to start thinking about these things and and start building a relationship with a professional. It's never too early to start planning.
1: No, it's not and and I'm a little old school. I love using things like Excel files. Uh, and it's great for me to get kind of understanding of, of projections and things yeah. like that. But that is not the tool that actually gives me confidence in what I'm trying to complete inside of my retirement. And, and I thought you brought up the the perfect point as well as, you know, you and I are both CFPs. It took, you know, some good effort to get those certifications. but we rely so heavily on our CPAs to get us that tax guidance and our estate planning attorneys and so forth.
0: Well, Matt, appreciate you being on. That's it for today. Dean and Bud will be back next time. Thanks for joining America's wealth management show.
1: Expressed represent the opinion of Modern Wealth Management LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. Modern Wealth Management does not accept any liability for the use of the information discussed. Consult with a qualified financial, legal, or tax professional prior to taking any action.